Hi there, I'm Nicole Gilbert, and you've joined the Stop Scrolling, Start Sewing podcast. Are you new to sewing and want to start quilting but have no idea where to begin? Each Wednesday, join me as I share the ins and outs of that quilt life. If you don't have a sewing machine, have no idea how much fabric you need, or you're just trying to figure out where the heck to stick that bobbin, this is the podcast for you. Hey there, Nicole here. Welcome to episode 36 of the Stop Scrolling, Start Sewing podcast. On today's episode, we're chatting about the basic skills you need before you learn to quilt. But first, a quick reminder. I want to make sure you guys know that the best sewing machine for quilting is also the machine you already have. To help you out, I've created a guide to help you get your sewing machine prepared for quilting. I go over how to clean your machine, what accessories you'll need, and what settings to use. So to grab your free guide, head on over to themodernquiltercircle.com slash quilting machine to download yours now. And I'll have that link over in the show notes for today's episode, which will be themodernquiltercircle.com slash episode dash 36. Okay, guys, let's get sewing. So today's episode is going to be a little bit shorter, and that is for a very, very good reason. You guys don't need to know that much before you start quilting. Ah, that's probably my favorite thing about quilting. I love sewing in general. Um, I've dabbled because I would like to think of myself as a maker. Yes, I'm a quilter. By no means would I say, like, if anybody was like, what is your thing? Quilting is my jam. However, I also, you know, refinish furniture, doing the upcycle thing. I decoupage don't even get me started on decoupage um i do like all these i knit i do so many random little like hobby craft kind of things um but when it comes to sewing sewing is definitely my favorite quilting is absolutely my jam but i have made garments i've made you know bags you know I, i do a lot of making on my sewing machine but there's skills you need for different types of sewing. And I gotta say, I find quilting to be the easiest, like, quick start craft. Yes, you need a sewing machine, which honestly I think is the biggest hurdle for most people. You need a sewing machine. But once you have a sewing machine, woo, watch out. You could start quilting in, like, legitimately, you're a quilter, like, the end of the day once you get your first sewing machine, if that's what you choose to do. And I hope that's what you choose to do because, like I've said, like, three times already, quilting's my jam. So let's talk about the things you need to know before quilting. And this is nothing on this list is prohibitive, meaning they're things that are quickly learned like in an hour quickly learned, not like mind blowing. I need to master this skill prerequisite kind of things. It's like, yeah, you need to be able to do this in order to quilt, but you're going to figure it out really, really quickly. So first things on the list, 
I want you to know the basics of your sewing machine. Now, depending on how complex your sewing machine is, you may never know the ins and outs of your sewing machine. I'm telling you right now, the sewing machine I currently have, I'm sure it can do one million more things than I'm currently using it for. Um, because since I'm mostly a quilter, I could probably get away with a straight stitch machine, but instead I've got this ginormous computerized guy, which I love because he's super strong, but I don't know the ins and outs of my machine. I know it very well, but I don't know the ins and outs. I do, however, know all of the basics. And that's what I want for you guys on your sewing machine, whether or not you're on a top of the line Bernina or you're on a brother sewing machine that you got for 150 bucks at Walmart. You can quilt on that machine first and foremost. I don't want you to think that you can't because I know that you're in the forums. I know that you're in the Facebook groups and I know that you've heard that if it's not a Bernina, it's the, you know, it can't be done. It can absolutely be done. Um, So I want you to knock that out of your head. You do not need to upgrade your machine. The machine you have is the machine you need. I've already gone into that into this episode, so I'm not going to beat that dead dead horse. But I do want you to know the basics of your sewing machine. So what do I mean when I say the basics of your sewing machine? You need to know how to thread it because I'm telling you right now, you will have to thread it and re-thread it and re-thread it several times. Um... It just happens. Every once in a while, you'll hit a hiccup. And the fastest, quickest way to troubleshoot is to first re-thread your machine. So we want to make sure we know how to properly thread our machine. And it's not rocket science. I would say 99% of machines actually have the instructions for threading printed right on top of the machine. So like, it's like numbered and it's like, first you go through this loop, then you go around here, then you go around there, then you go down and up and down, and then you get through this hole. Like, if you can follow the numbers, you can thread your machine 99% of the time. For those of you using a hand-me-down machine, first of all, lucky you, solid metal workhorse is what you've got in front of you. But... You can easily find the manual online. For some reason, the link is escaping me in my brain, but it will be in the show notes of this episode. Um, But there is a website that legitimately has every sewing machine manual you could possibly think of. And if it doesn't have your exact manual, it will have one of the same like generation of the same brand. And most machines in a given line of brand so like if you've got a Kenmore if you've got a Singer if you've got you know an old school Janome or a white um you will use the same theories so like the manual will work for 85 to 90 percent of the things on your machine so keep that in mind um so that's number one I want you to know how to thread the machine I want you to know how to change your needle and most Needles change the same way. There's a small screw right on on your needle bar. You unscrew it. You pull out the needle. You insert the needle flat side to the back, and you tighten that screw. If you didn't know how to change your needle, now you do because that's like the whole of the um, information that you need on that. But we want to be able 
to easily change our needles because we want to change our needles every three to five bobbins. Five is a stretch. I'm I'm being lenient here because I know you newbies are not changing your needles. And if I'm being quite honest, depending on where I'm at in a project, I'm not changing my needle either. And I'm changing it like a bad, bad quilter and waiting until I'm skipping stitches, which is not what you should be doing. Or when I'm hearing that the thunk sound, which is not what you should be doing. You should be changing your needles before it's an issue. So every three to five bobbins, same with cleaning out underneath your machine. So we want to be able to thread our machine. We want to be able to change our bobbin and we want to be able to uh, change our needle and we want to be able to wind our bobbin. So that's, that's number three on our machine learning how to wind our bobbin. Now, most modern machines that cost over $100 have a built-in bobbin winder. Now, successfulness of them vary. Some people cannot stand their bobbin winder because they think that their bobbin winder on their machine just doesn't wind them tight enough or straight enough. Um, I personally have never had that issue, and I have had machines that run the gambit from $99 Brothers to, you know, $10,000 Foffs and everything in between. So I haven't had that issue, but I know that there's some out there who, like, swear by a separate bobbin winder. You can do that, but again, I don't suggest it right out of the box. Like, if you're just using the bobbin winder on your machine, use it. Now... If your machine does not have a bobbin winder built in, absolutely get a separate bobbin winder. Um, Do not hand wind your bobbins. Honestly, for the cost of a bobbin winder, I want to say they're like $15. I'll link one in the show notes for this. But like $15. And it is probably the best $15 you've ever spent because winding a bobbin consistently, evenly, and tightly takes time. Way too much time especially when the alternative is $15. Honestly, the first bobbin wound on your on your bobbin winder is probably worth 15 bucks as far as I'm concerned, but maybe I'm lazy. You can let me know. But <laughs> um, the most popular bobbin winder out there, it's called a side winder. Comes in cute little colors. It's, you know, two or three inches thick, you know, four inches by six to eight inches. It's not very big, but it it does the job. And it works very similarly to how the bobbin winder on top of a machine works. You've got your thread, you put it through the guides, you've got your bobbin, you wrap the end of the thread around the bobbin, push the little hook over and press a button. Um, Now, some of your higher end machines, for those of you out there who are fortunate enough to be starting on a high-end machine, um, might have a separate motor, which is kind of nice. Um, Some machines have it set up so that you can have your needle threaded and have another thread spool going just for winding your bobbin so you can do both things at once. So you can, like, wind a bobbin while you're still sewing. Kind of cool. Super Jetson-esque. Um, sewing machines have come a long, long way, especially in the last like 10 to 15 years, like holy cow, sewing machine explosion with the technology. It's pretty cool. So, okay. So we've discussed threading your machine, changing your needle, winding a bobbin, 
And the last thing I want you to know for the basics of your machines is how to set them. So some of you will have only a handful of stitches, which is perfect. Honestly, most quilters only use a straight stitch. You will see some amazing straight stitch machines out there running from like 600 to 1,000 bucks and you're like, whoa, and it's because they're so freaking powerful because the only thing they do is a straight stitch. I'm thinking of a Juki. There's one brother out there. Also, um, the Juki is a TL... 2000 i want to say the baby lock is the baby lock accomplish um and brother has another one and all three of those machines look like identical to each other workhorses that's why they're still several hundred dollars and they only do a straight stitch they're amazing super strong machines great machines um but Some of you will have a machine that has 200 stitches, and that's great, especially if you're like me and you're a dabbler and you're a maker and you just want to try some stuff out, you'll definitely get use of some of those decorative stitches, Um, but it's kind of a to each his own, and I I don't want any of you to feel like, oh my gosh, my machine has five stitches, I'm not going to be able to do this. You only need one stitch. You need a straight stitch. So when I'm saying I want you to know the basics of your machines and I'm talking about settings, I want you to be able to set your stitch length and I want you to be able to, no, you won't even need to do that. Yep. I want you to be able to set your stitch length and know how to select your stitch. That's it. Now, some of it will be knobs. For those of you with a more mechanical machine, some of you will have um, a computerization where you're just pressing like an up and down arrow. Some of you will have a full touchscreen. They come in all shapes and sizes on sewing machines. I just want to make sure you know how to set your stitches. So we want to choose a straight stitch. I would suggest as a beginner, you go with a slightly larger stitch length, uh, like 2.2, 2.4. I know it sounds, or maybe you don't. It sounds a little bit long, but the the benefit for a slightly longer stitch when you are first starting out is that it will be easier to use your seam ripper. I know, I know. We don't want to talk about the seam ripper, but you will use your seam ripper. I still use my seam ripper more than I wish that I did, but I do. Um, and so the longer your stitches, the easier it is to take out your um, stitches. However... You don't want to go too long because then your seam will not be as strong. So I would say 2.2 is probably what I would suggest for you guys. Um, And that is just long enough to get that handy dandy little spike of the seam ripper underneath that stitch. Now, I personally use a 1.8 for my stitch length, um, especially now that I press my seams open. Um... But that is neither here nor there. That's another conversation. As you get more comfortable, you can shorten your stitch length is where I'm going with that. Okay, so there you have it. Number one, you need to know the basics of your machine, and that includes how to thread your machine, how to change your needle, how to wind a bobbin, and how to choose your machine settings. Now, number two, you need to know what tools you really need. And I say this because I, when I started quilting, I did not know what tools I really needed. And honestly, I really wish there was somebody who had told me because I just didn't know. So what you need 
is a sewing machine, sewing needles, bobbins, thread, a self-healing cutting mat, an acrylic ruler, preferably 6 inches by 24 inches, and a rotary cutter. That is what you need. And thread snips and scissors, but you could probably just use the scissors you've got in the cabinet for right now as far as cutting threads go. That's what you need. I did not know that, and I honestly hand cut five-inch squares with a pair of scissors, and I drew the grid onto the fabric. So, like, I legit, I didn't, I don't even think I drew a grid, actually. I think I had fabric laid out. I cut, I I took lines and I drew a five inch square and I cut it out. And then I drew another five inch square and I cut it out. Obviously, none of my five inch squares were five inch or square, to be quite honest. Um, And it was just janky, super janky, super janky quilt, terrible quilt. One star would not recommend. However, it is also my favorite. My oldest son sleeps under it every single night. Um, We use it all the time. We take it with us everywhere. It's great, but it's awful. So that's all you need, though. You will see, you know, weights for rulers. You'll see rulers in every shape, size, and, and what have you. You'll see rotary cutters in every shape, size, and what have you. You will see um, different types of grips and handles, and you don't need it all. You don't. Um, Actually, if you go to episode one of the podcast, you will hear my, like, absolute bare-bones necessity list and all of my recommendations. Again, I will link to that in the show notes for this episode as well. But I said earlier, you know, the number one roadblock that people run into when they decide they want to learn how to quilt is that they don't have a sewing machine and it can be daunting because when you go into these forums everybody will suggest you know a four or five thousand dollar bernina and it's like that's great i'm not there yet um the number two is that once you're like, oh, okay, I can I can use the sewing machine I've got. I can use a sewing machine from a big box store because I'm just learning and I don't want to make that kind of commitment. Those things are great. But then you'll start to wander down the notions aisle and you'll start to like do inventory and you're like, holy cow, I'm going to spend as much on all of these little doodads and, and wingdings as I will on the sewing machine. And that will be your next stumbling block. I am not trying to say that quilting is a inexpensive hobby because it is not. Obviously, anything that you're doing that has goods that are used at the end, meaning you have to buy fabric, you cut it up, you sew it, and then you're done with it, and so you need to replace that fabric, it's expensive. Fabric adds up over time. You don't need all of the extras when you're just starting out. I'm not saying I don't have the extras. I do. I'm looking at a wall full of acrylic rulers. I did not start with all the extras and thank goodness because I probably wouldn't have learned to quilt. We were young. We weren't even married yet. We lived in a teeny tiny apartment in not the greatest area of town. And there were a lot of other things that I could have spent our hard-earned money on. So 
If I thought, oh my gosh, just to do this, I'm going to need to have $1,000 in my pocket to get started, I would have never gotten started. So please, 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 please don't let the stuff stop you. Okay. And if you want a list of all those episodes, of all of those tools, go to the show notes for this episode, themodernculturecircle.com slash episode dash 36. And I will have links to everything, um, including, uh, it's Christmas time. Amazon just dropped off another package. Sorry about that, guys. Um, including a place where you can download like a list of all the tools, like a shopping list. Um, So I will have that available for you as well. And now the very last skill you need, I'm sure by now you've been like, she hasn't said anything about sewing. Do I need sewing skills? Yes and no. I hear all the time, I can't learn how to quilt. I don't know how to sew on a bobbin, uh, sew on a button. Me neither. Actually, that's, that's a lie. I do know how to sew on a button. I'm not spectacular at it and I don't have much confidence in the buttons I do sew on, but I do know how to like crisscross through the holes, do the circle around the stem, how to, how to knot in the back. I know, I know the basic steps. All of that to say, it doesn't matter because you don't use that skill in quilting. Quilting, for the most part, until you get a little bit more advanced and you're starting to do like curves and, and kind of things like that, you just got to be able to sew a straight line. That's it. That is our only sewing prerequisite. Sew a straight line and have that straight line maintain the same distance from the edge of the fabric. That's it. Just a straight line. That's all you need. And there's a lot of ways to cheat it. So when I first started, so one, I've seen like all the ads on Facebook for this like seam guide thing. It's like this metal magnet that you can put down on top of your machine bed exactly where you want your edge of your fabric to hit and how wide of a seam allowance you want. And then you just butt your fabric right up against it. So that's another one of those doodads that are kind of cool. Do you need it? Absolutely not. But that's one way to go. What I did was I took painter's tape and I put down a straight line exactly that held a quarter inch from my needle. Then I put another layer of painter's tape on top and then another one and another and another until I had built up a nice little wall for my fabric to butt up against. And I just zoomed right along that for the longest time, really. Um, and it was still on my machine up until I got rid of that that little brother machine I had. Um, and, it, and it did the trick. And honestly, it trained me because then when I got the new machine, right away, bam, perfect straight line sewing because I had done it so often um, and used that little wall or or dam for lack of a better word um and it just trained me to do that straight line and then all of a sudden I was like oh I can sew a perfectly straight line huh because it was a skill that I hadn't even trusted myself to do yet so in my head I was still relying on that wall not necessary though so I just want you to keep that in mind but that's all you need to start quilting So I'm going to run back through that list 
One, we want to know the basics of your sewing machine, and that includes how to thread your machine, how to change a needle, how to wind a bobbin, and how to adjust your settings. Two, what tools do you really need? And these are, I want you to take it down to the bare bones. What do you need for your sewing machine to function? What do you need to cut your fabric? That's it. That's all I want you to think about because that's all you need right now. Okay. And then three, how to keep your fabric straight, how to sew a straight line on your machine. That's it. It's not that, it's not this like big mystery. And I love that so much about quilting. I wish that more people understood that. Um, Recently, I was giving my sister a tour of my sewing room. And so I do not come from a family of quilters. I am self-taught. I did not have anybody in my family who quilts. My grandmother sewed, but like not like I sew. She was a maker. I have like an aunt that's a maker, but nobody sews like I sew. Um, but anyway, she came into my sewing room, my sewing room, and she's looking at my machine and she's looking at my pegboard full of like notions and rulers and all of this stuff. And she's like, holy cow, I wouldn't even know where to begin with all this stuff. And I think when you don't know about quilting or, or you don't know like the ins and outs about quilting, it's intimidating. It seems like a lot. And it also seems so specialized and crazy. But when I look at it, I'm like, that's a ruler. That's a way to cut. That's thread. And I'm out. That's like everything falls into that category on my pegboard. Now I have scissors. I have thread snips. I have a rotary cutter. But that all falls into the that's how you cut. You know how to cut. My six-year-old knows how to cut. You just got to be shown how to cut in this certain way. But it's not rocket science. Same thing with rulers. A ruler's a ruler. Mine just have funny markings and, you know, quarter inches, the rule of the world. But besides that, that's it. And I want you guys all to realize that because I think there are so many of you out there who are second guessing your own personal skills. And you shouldn't be. You really, really shouldn't be. I want you guys to dive in. Okay, guys, I'm going to get off my soapbox because that was like a whole lot of time of me just saying, please start quilting. You've got all the tools you need. But you guys have finished another episode of the Stop Scrolling, Start Sewing podcast. Thank you so much for hanging out with me and head on over to themodernquiltercircle.com slash podcast to listen to today's episode and all past episodes. Now stop scrolling and start sewing.